You are listening to the Holocron on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show. time ago, in a galaxy far away, welcome to the Holocron, with your host, Lador, and her apprentice, Justin Hamilton. Let's get ready to talk Star Wars. What is up? What is up? Dagan. Dagan coming in Justin? again because last minute thing, uh, Bedore's work came up, so she won't be able to be here tonight. But uh, Dagan stepping up for the team. And we also got a special guest tonight, uh, someone I reached out to to see if he wanted to join the show uh, tonight because he's been watching the book above a fet too. And he, Likes to talk about movies and shows and music and all that good stuff. And that's Mr. Rob Fishbeck. How's it going, everybody? Rob? What's going on, Rob? I'm much. Good. I'm excited to uh, talk about this. I'm really digging this show. 
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, as a whole, I think everybody that I've talked to overall likes the show. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's only the third episode. I think it's building up to some other stuff that's probably going to be super great. And we got some cool stuff that happened in this episode. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd like to uh, talk about uh, do a little cleanup stuff right here. And that's, uh, yeah, man, if you're the first time coming watching some Star Wars content, we talk about a lot of other things. Please hit that uh, subscribe button for us right there. Uh, maybe even uh, like and comment on the video there. Uh, well, that'd be very much appreciated. And on top of that, um, yeah, we just doing our thing and we have uh, this stuff will be also on the audio podcast as well, because uh, we do have that on all the major platforms and even some of the ones I ain't even heard of before uh, and everything else. Uh, but that being said, uh, usually I like to try to start out with maybe some news or something like that that we can talk about uh, this week, though. Not a lot of news that came out. The only thing that really I could talk about news wise is they have actually announced that uh, there is going to be it's not going to be called Jedi Fallen Order mm -hmm. 2, but it's going to be called like the Jedi series are going to come there. They are going to do another story based uh, single player game that's going to be in that style of franchise. It's going to be uh, it's going to be called Jedi and then like another sub name to it, like not Fallen Order like the other one was. But it is going to be sort of like a, a weird kind of sequel because it's just going to be in that same vein, probably the same kind of gameplay and stuff, but just with different characters and stuff like that which could be pretty exciting and, and whatnot. And they've also sort of basically laid it out that uh, they're going to have at least two triple A titles. That means like the big time titles coming for star Wars per every year. So like for the next, for the foreseeable future. So, which is pretty cool. If you like games, uh, that's pretty exciting to get hyped up about. Uh, also, uh, cause I didn't know exactly if they were going to do it or not, but it looks like they are planning on doing a star Wars celebration, like in Anaheim in May, I think it is. Uh, so we'll that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool if they still do that. Uh, <clears throat> I do know that like, uh, uh, shit, man, coronavirus can go kiss. Yeah, ass sucks. Cause yeah, it's just one of those things because like, uh, even here locally where I live at and it's not as populated as some of the bigger cities, obviously, but like they had to like stop kids from going to, uh, not going to school, but no, no, they stopped kids. They were just going to stop them from riding the buses because they didn't have enough school bus drivers because school too many of them were sick. And then it turned out that uh, they stopped them from going to school, period, and having to do the rest of the week uh, online because so many people are out. They don't have enough staff to cover the school, right. which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm, We had that around here, too. And then on top of that, it was like zero degrees. So they, they canceled. They used that for a reason to cancel everything as well. But yeah, it's just like, yeah. it's a crazy time, man. So it's, it's nice to have something like Book of Boba Fett that can at least keep us here uh, entertained while all the crazy uh, shit's going down. That is true. Uh, and one more thing before we start talking about the episode that I kind of wanted to do, since especially it was kind of like news light uh, and everything else, because like I said, there wasn't, and, and it's not a lot to talk about with the news I just said. It was kind of more of like an announcement sort of stuff. But uh, in this episode of the Book of Boba Fett, we <laughs> get the. Yeah, it has to be the first ever inclusion live action of a certain race and species of uh, Star Wars, which is like the Pike Syndicate or the Pikes. Uh, so what I wanted to do was kind of like go over uh, them. If you're not that familiar with them uh, there, I might screw up a couple of these names because in Star Wars are kind of crazy. So like Brennan can correct us in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Pikes are a species of the Piscine. Uh, they're sentient humanoids. They come from the planet Obadiah. Now, something that's really cool, they actually made like their appearance and stuff in the Clone Wars. And you find out that the Pikes are somebody that like Dark Tyrannus, Dark Tyrannus, uh, Count Dooku actually hired 
to to kill Sifo Uh So there's like a big story like arc where you go and they're trying to find out what happened to Sifo and everything else because of course Sifo is the guy uh, that we even find out in the prequels uh, that Sifo is the guy that like uh, commissioned basically for them to make the clone army because mm-hmm. he had saw something in the future and went and did all that stuff. So that kind of stuff, that's the story that they're wrapped around. They also uh, get highly involved in what is called the Shadow Collective, which was like a criminal alliance done by Darth Maul whenever he was kind of taking over like the Mandalorians and stuff like that. He was trying to band all these syndicates and stuff together to go and fight against the Jedi and everything else. Obviously, it didn't work out very good for him, but uh, that's the kind of things that they're involved in. So they do have a decent amount of stuff, and it's pretty cool to see them uh, live action. Uh with with all the stuff that they're involved in with the clone wars and everything else uh so i just wanted to kind of give a little brief thing about like some of the people that were in here but now yeah man we can get uh started on uh talking about the uh actual episode we'll start with like the overall thoughts and i'll start and we'll go to like day and then rob uh yeah i just think that this show to me is getting a little better each time this episode had the least amount of like flashback uh looks uh and everything else and like we'll talk about it later because one of the big key moments is like we have this flashback. It's kind of like a slow little build up thing, you know, going on where we find out a couple of pieces of information. And then it like kind of almost startles you because when he wakes up, he's not waking up by himself like he's normally do. <laughs> he gets woken up by uh, a big dude trying to rip his ass apart. So like that was actually uh, pretty cool and uh, pretty fun. You don't want to wake uh, up from a bath and see that. Yeah, exactly. Really. Like, look at this guy right here, man. <laughs> you, you wake up in a cold, dead sleep with that thing grabbing you by the throat. It's not a good day. But you had that stuff going on. Uh, there were in the Pike reveal, like where the Pikes are going to be involved in this right here was pretty cool. And uh, I did even like the chase scene in here. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, not the greatest thing we've ever seen, but it was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, that my overall thoughts was like, I, I'm digging the series. And I think it's getting a little better. And obviously, we can't forget the great Danny Trejo is involved in this. So, like, uh, that was actually really cool. And it was shocking, surprising, because I didn't know anything about some of the actual, like, casting and stuff. So, when he shows up with, like, the Rancor, I was like, whoa. Okay. What's up, Danny? What's up? But, uh, yeah, Dagan, what'd you overall think, man? Yeah, well, of course, the internet uh, had to spoil the Danny Trejo cameo for me before I got to see the episode. But again, serves me right for going on the internet before watching the episode. But uh, yeah, I, I I love this episode. I, I agree that it keeps getting better. Uh, it seems like with every episode, and I loved how this one had definitely had that Robert Rodriguez flair to it that I feel like the series overall has had uh, with such his involvement being being what it is. He's basically the showrunner, I think, at this point. Him and Favreau. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really, uh, great episode. Uh, I love Danny Trejo as the, as the Rancor, uh, handler. And, um, this, this show isn't the, f- the first to dive into the idea that Rancors are kind of like a, a peaceful species at, 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 uh, at their core, you know, uh, and, and that they're only like attack and get scary uh, when they're threatened. But, uh, yeah, I love that. I love the stuff with, with the fight with Black Kersantan. Uh, that was awesome, and just uh, this episode overall uh, gets a two thumbs up for me for sure. And I, I feel like this show is just going to keep getting better with every episode, so I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Rob? 
So, you know, I mean, full disclosure, I'm definitely like, I love Star Wars, but I'm the definition of a casual fan. Like if you look that up in the dictionary, it would just have a picture of me next to it. Because for like myself, I've not seen Clone Wars or Rebels. I've seen everything else that's been on, you know, a screen. So you're more of a movies and live action Star Wars. Correct. So like. I, I appreciated your information on the Pikes because I just got done watching the episode and we're and literally wrote it down in my notes like who are these guys, you know? And I answered but, the question for you exactly, exactly. Didn't even plan it out exactly. <laughs> so my favorite thing about this show so far is, and I, I to go back to your point, Justin, the flashbacks. This one definitely had a lot less than the than the first two did. Um, I needed that. I needed to know where he came from, how he got from you know when we saw him in return of the jedi all the way to now I, to kind of fill in some blanks like that's cool but i liked how this one progressed the current plot forward so that was you know definitely a big a big takeaway from it but you know opening thoughts the illusions and the vibes that i get from with this show to the godfather is like and it's my favorite movie, so it's perfect because, you know, he wants to rule with respect. And, like, right out of the gate, you nice. know, the guy the guy comes to see him, the guy that's got the water and stuff. And, you know, he, quote, unquote, makes him an offer he can't refuse. And it's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go see what's going on with this, this street gang. And then ends up having those guys working for him. You know, he knows how to go about making an army. And I think I think he's doing well at that so far. So... Yeah, no, like this is actually really cool. So I'm like super glad I asked you to come on and join on the episode, like uh, because like those couple of things, right? Like it is interesting to talk to someone that's not the biggest, like you don't go and dive into any of the stories with like the books or the comics or even some of the like cartoon series is like you don't actually watch a lot of that stuff. So like getting your perspective, because like you don't know some of these deep dives. You probably didn't read any of the expanded universe stories where it talks about Bubba Fett actually escaping the Sarlat pit and stuff like that. So you don't have any of this information. So for someone like you, right, this like that doesn't dive in deep into that stuff, like these uh, flashbacks has actually been really informative and really probably cool for you. Some fans, you know, don't care as much about it because like they've already got in their head what they think Bubba Fett did and, and, and how he escaped and everything else because they know all this information because they deep dive into Star Wars. But I really do like the because I didn't think about it, but you're, I really do like your Godfather kind of relation uh, to this, like him being the crime lord, which is what the Godfather is. And like, you're right, like people would come up uh, to him in the movie and be like, hey, we're having problems here. Like, can you help us out with it and stuff? And, you know, they'll leave him a cannoli or something. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. so like so. But yeah, but th no, that's actually a pretty cool, astute thing. But so like to uh, go even a little bit deeper with my Pike discussion, since you didn't know a lot about them is if so you've watched the, all the prequels and everything obviously so like in the prequels you hear about a guy named Sifo-Dyas who got the clone uh the clones ready he's the one that like ordered the clones and he was a Jedi well he mysteriously disappeared but it comes out finds out later on that he was actually murdered and he was murdered because Count Dooku actually got the pikes to actually shoot down a ship and stuff so like that that's where the pikes come from and they're just a crime syndicate that basically goes around and just does their things for money and all that good stuff and sets up like uh, little little hovels and stuff around the galaxy and little strongholds here and there. Uh, and they, they just some punks, 
And then Darth Maul later on in the Clone Wars ends up like getting them to join the team uh, that he's trying to put together whenever he takes over Mandalore and becomes like the leader of Mandalore for a short period of time before that ends when Emperor Palpatine says, nah, bro, nah, bro, I'm going to show you your role <laughs> and put you in your place. So like that's what happens. But yeah. So like uh, this episode, a couple things. One of the things I do want to bring out that's like uh, that I was showing Dagon before the show. Most people probably didn't see this. It's, it's so minor and the character is not super huge. But there was an Easter egg in here that I don't know if everybody's seen it. I'm going to pull up uh, a shared screen here. But if you notice right here in this scene when he's riding up to talk to the Pikes, there is a lady in the background with the three worker droids all together. And if you look at her closely with the curly hair and everything else and with those droids, that's obviously the lady that uh, helps out and keeps baby Grogu, but also helps out the Mandalorian and like fix his ship in one of the episodes in the Mandalorian. So she's yeah, actually Amy, walking Amy in the Sedaris background is, here. Amy Sedaris's character, uh, Feely Moto. Moto yep. So she's right, actually but... here, which leads me to believe since we Could haven't be. seen... Yeah. Yeah, so like we never really see how Bubba Fett gets his like ship back or like, you know, and what have you. So like it leads me to believe that maybe a part of the series. Maybe is he be a has a slave one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like maybe yeah. part of the series has like in the flashbacks because this is a flashback part. That's why he's uh, the champ. You notice. Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> but but this is a flashback part of the show. So like it leads me to believe there might be a few more flashbacks and one of those may be him talking to this lady obviously and possibly getting his ship or whatever repaired and everything else and, and getting it back and all that. So that might be pretty cool uh, to look forward to, but, uh, but not nah, man, like uh, the show kind of just uh, is doing its thing. And uh, at the very beginning of the show, uh, you know, we have that part where the guy comes in and says, man, we're ha I'm having some trouble. The street gang out there just messing up my stuff. You know, was, I'm, a, I'm, a, you, I'm a watermonger. And uh, you notice they, who that was, Justin? That actor? Yeah, I don't know his name, but I've seen Stephen Root. Stuff. Yeah, so like Stephen I've Root. seen him a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. But like, so so that was pretty cool. And then they go and check out the street gang. Well, it's his water and his stapler. Right. Sorry. But he <laughs> but he, he goes and checks out the street gang. Bubba Fett does, and that lady that we saw, like that everybody was getting kind of hyped up for, like I saw, like on Twitter and stuff. Uh, this one lady riding one of those bikes, uh, she turns out just to be a street gang member. Like everybody was kind of like, man, who could she be? Who is this woman? And she's just some woman that's uh, she's kind of badass, to be honest with you. But uh, she's not like badass as far as like somebody that we knew from either comics or books or like any of the movies or anything like that. Uh, so he, he, he gets the street gang together uh and uh actually kind of hires them like he's building his like he's building basically his like little faction or whatever you want to call it over here uh to like have his stronghold to to, to be this damu and, and be like somebody super good and great and, but he has to put together like a team he can't just do it on his own so they end up uh becoming part of his team and everything else uh which i thought was it, it was pretty good stuff uh, all the way up through there has anybody got anything to talk about up to that point yeah, I mean, other than Steven Root is great, and, like, there have been a couple characters on this show, like the, um, you know, the the mayor's uh, maitre d' or whatever it is, and it just the guy that's, uh, you know, in charge of the door, where it's just kind of like this humor, this kind of, like, Marvel humor that I'm not, like, a huge fan of uh, in the Star Wars universe, but with Steven Root, I just thought he fit really, really well. 
uh, and, and did a great performance with just the little, little bit that he was given. Um, but I do love this idea of Boba Fett sort of recruiting these bandits that uh, took these this guy's water and sort of struck a deal, you know, because I think his his whole kind of outlook on it, which is a lot of uh, these sort of uh, crime lords outlook, but I think his is a little bit different, uh, which is like doing the best for business. But his perspective is not so much to benefit himself, where like the huts are very selfish and they do everything to benefit themselves. Uh, Boba wants to do it so that everybody wins, so that everybody kind of gets what they want. So uh, I really like that. I, I kind of called it right away as soon as he, um, as soon as that that you know, Stephen Root's character comes to head, he's like, I, I bet he's gonna somehow figure it out. So he's gonna these bandits are are gonna end up working for him in exchange to let the guy have his water, and you know, uh, I, I love the whole exchange. And he doesn't give every give him exactly what he wants. He wanted like seventeen hundred credits or something. He just gives him five hundred. He's like, here, deal, deal, deal with that. That's the deal, you know. Um, but yeah, man, good, good stuff here to to kick off this episode. Uh, what about you, Rob? Yeah, and he even told him at the end, like, cut your prices. Yeah, you know, basically yeah. saying like, bro, you charge a ridiculous amounts of money for that water, son. Yeah. Like, which is weird Woodstock because like, come on. Which is weird because we get water for free, you know, like yeah. in real life out of our faucets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, we oh, don't unless, it. Most unless of the time you went we're to trying to pay money for something else, but yeah. like. But like we're sitting over here, we get that water basically for almost free. And like these people out here are like just paying like 1300 credits for like a week's worth of water. But yeah, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, no, I mean, so it's like, you know, it's all the little moments. You know, we get these 30, 35 minute episodes and it, it's always a lot to absorb and take in. But it's those little moments that it's like, OK, this is who Boba Fett is going to be as the leader here and now not necessarily the Boba Fett from five years ago or whatever have you, like this is the man that he is becoming now. And that's what, you know, is important to me because we're going to tell this story at six episodes, I believe is the, is the whole six, or seven. six or seven. I, I, yeah. So we're already halfway through it. So obviously we're gearing up for some sort of conflict with the mayor and these pikes and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, he's got the street clean and I gotta, I gotta throw it out there. I like their vehicles. I don't, I'm going to, I don't know what they're called, if there's a term for them, but they're little vehicles that they ride around on. They, they bring some color into this world full of just earth tone colors. So they mm -hmm. pop a little bit. No, man. And, and something I want to say about that is, is I saw some like complaining on Twitter or whatever, like, and there was like a picture and it was like of the four like speeder bikes is basically what they're called, Rob. Okay. But like Power the, the, Rangers. Four, the, no. the four speeder bikes with like the brightly colored uh, colors on them. And there's like, this doesn't look like Star Wars. Like, and I'm like, listen, bro, I'm tired of that argument. Star Wars is not just a planet, it is a galaxy with hundreds to thousands of planets with all kinds of different shapes, sizes, aliens, like everything, and and colors, people, and colors. Wait, so Justin, these... are you telling me that different planets actually look different? Yes. What? And like they have different styles. Like, so these people got these speeder bikes or whatever, and they're these younger people. They're not old. Like it's, it's, it's this thing. And like you said, Rob, like I didn't mind it. I, I first saw it and was like, oh, this isn't my favorite thing. But like, it's still like when you look at it, it's like, oh man, it's kind of cool that like, it's something different than the layout of what we've been getting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like of 
of this things. It's not like Star Wars hasn't done this before. Star Wars has brightly colored things in different parts. Like, say you go to Naboo because it's a different planet, right? Different style. They had chrome damn ships. Chrome, son. All chrome <laughs> ships. And, like, bright yellows and stuff like that. So, like... Platinum. It. Yeah, it's yeah. like... You, you never know. And like, maybe this gang like wants to stand out or whatever. Right. Like, and it like, these seem like they, like they were, cause they were always talking about their bikes. Right. So it's almost like a biker gang. Like they're all trying to make like their own, their bikes, their own different styles. So they wanted to do like the bright colors and stuff like that. And they looked brand new in this world. that's like lived in and dirty. So it's like, but that happens in everyday life. Like you could be sitting there riding through like a, a bad part of town and see like, Oh God, a Carvette out of nowhere, right? And you're just like, wow, dude, like that came out of nowhere because like that person's got a Carvette somehow. But like, it's crazy. But like, also, that, that's just Tatooine, how it is. But Tatooine yeah. is 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 uh, is a lot of desert. Like, you want got to color it up a little bit once in a while, yeah. don't you think? I but I just don't like the argument of this isn't Star Wars, bro. We ain't even seen all the planets. <laughs> Like you don't even know what Star Wars is, like, and what it encompasses. Like they obviously have color, guy. They all got, listen, people. Unfortunately, the planets have colors, like, and and colored vehicles, and some of them are going to be brightly colored. It's just like, <clears throat> so like the 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 thing is, is like maybe you think it's tacky. Well, you know what? Maybe they're just tacky. Like seriously, like everything, <laughs> but like. But no, nah, we can get away from that. But like, I think it's cool that somebody like, say, Rob, like I said, that doesn't dive into this like as much as, say, like big, huge Star Wars fans like I do and some others, like look at it differently. He's like, oh, man, I'm excited because like that brought color to something that's just all earth tones all the time. All the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it might be important. It might not be down the road, but maybe you know, there, there's something going on with this. We learn more about these characters in later episodes, you know, why they've all got different yeah. colors. Who knows? Who knows? I, but I, like, I, uh, I do like that lady. She's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. The way and she like slid I said, in there at the end, like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like, the thing is, is like with that, like I said, a lot of speculation was going on with her and that's fun to speculate, but I think some people just get their hearts and minds set up on a certain thing and then they get disappointed because it just happened to be, uh, uh, uh <laughs> but just happened oh, to be yeah, a lady baby. exactly but like happens to be a lady who uh everybody was talking about and she just turns out to be in this in this game you know what i'm saying like not a big deal like now she was cool like i liked how they were set up and stuff i liked how they all had like some kind of cybernetics or whatever to help them out which i thought was cool and like uh but like i said though and, and brandy did say she liked the color of the bikes i didn't but even though I didn't, I didn't go and make a thing on Twitter. This isn't Star Wars. Like, bro, bro are you telling me that bright colors aren't in Star Wars? Like, are you telling me that, that, that they don't, on all those planets, like, no bright colors exist? Like, this is a dumb argument. It was just too, it, it's just like whenever people say, like, a new movie comes out and it, oh, it killed my childhood. Oh, I'm sorry. Ruined, so, like, the new movie that was yeah. just made jumped into a time machine with a hatchet. And just destroyed your childhood, just ripped it to shreds. <laughs> like, uh, like it took every memory that you ever had, just blasted it out of your brain. No, it don't. All those great like, you know memories of like, a kid, all that, all those fun times and everything. No, it was all just death and horrible. You don't have to like That's everything. It's just like, bro, don't say the stupid <laughs> arguments. Like, oh my god, like this destroyed. Like, I'm gonna go see Scream this week. It's like, 
if I go see this Scream and don't like it, it's not going to like take away the memory of me back in the day watching Scream 1 and loving every second right. of it. Like, it doesn't affect that. What it is, doesn't detract how great the original was. Yeah. I never have to watch this movie again if it sucks. Like, I could always go back and watch Scream 1 if I wanted to and like relive that right. nostalgia of me watching it the first time. But anyway. I thought about The Matrix recently. I was like, <laughs> I don't have to watch those sequels. I can just watch the first one. Yeah, exactly. Part. Like, <laughs> we can watch whatever you want to. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. But anyway, let's get it. We got on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> But the story progresses. We go to that that scene where I was just telling you the little Easter egg of the lady who like, helped out the Mandalorian in the background. Uh, and we get Bubba Fett. Uh, he leaves the camp, goes see the Pikes, goes back to the camp, finds out that that bike uh, there was another bike gang in the in the past that actually like destroyed and tore up and killed uh, the Tuscan Raider group that he was hanging out with and stuff like that. So like we had the flashback scene, not very long and everything. Uh, the biggest thing that happened here was the mention of the Pikes. Like he goes and talks to the Pikes, and uh, that was really cool. Like I said, to have them in live action uh, because they've never been live action before, and I just loved every second of that. I got kind of pumped when I heard the Pikes because I was like, "Oh yeah!" I will say this: when the Pikes got mentioned, I kind of was like, "Okay, now I know what the series is going to do." Pikes coming in because they badasses. They're they're going to come in and want to take over crap and 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 rule uh, this little area of uh, space and uh, Bubba Fett's going to have to fight up against that. And I think he's going to have to put a team together, which he started in this episode. He got those four to five to six people that was in that water. we call it water gang. <laughs> they were in that water gang and uh, like got him on the side. He's already uh, recruited the uh, two uh, guards, the Gamerian guards or whatever. And like, uh, then I think in a little bit, we'll talk about something else, but yeah, I just think this is, opening up so the pikes are the big going to end up eventually being the big bads or technically are the big bads now and he's gonna have to put the team together to be able to take it out man did y'all notice anything about this uh area of the flashback or whatever like besides being a little sad when he picks up the little goppy stick from the little tuscan raider and puts it on the pile of fire last yeah well i i called this at the premiere i was going like you know this is robert rodriguez and uh he loves to have the hero suffer, you know, great loss, whether that's like Machete getting his family murdered or whatever it is. And I was like, this, this, this Tuscan Raider tribe is is not uh, not long for the show. Like these these guys are gonna. Well, why do I say to my buddy when we were watching? I was like, why do I get the feeling that these guys are just gonna eventually get slaughtered? And sure enough, you know, you get get friendly enough and start to get attached to characters too often and. You know, especially with with somebody like Boba Fett, and especially when you got like Robert Rodriguez uh, doing it, as I said, um, and and that was the case there. So definitely a little sad there, but I also uh, liked how Boba didn't really show that much emotion. Like he wasn't like he didn't go like no or anything. He was just kind of like very stone faced, and like as, as soon as he came across and discovered it, like he had like a like oh a little bit of a shock look on his face, but. Uh, it was I'm, very. He's very much more like this almost stone face kind of character, which I, I like. I want to give Tamira before we go to Rob and let him talk about this section because yeah. you were talking about some of the stuff. I want to give that guy a lot of props. Oh, he's so great because he doesn't have these intricate speaking lines, right? They're more of like a one or two sentence things, or maybe yeah. even like a, a subtle, you know, like a little one liner and stuff like that. Yeah. But the, his facial expressions, like his his like physical acting is so good dude like i'm so glad he's able to shine like and he's always wearing that helmet and stuff but the times that he doesn't have the helmet on just to look like the looks on his face and stuff like that whenever he sees things you can read his emotions so well um it's on par so far to me or really close to say i've always said this about the original trilogy 
Chewbacca, you didn't know what the hell he was saying ever. Okay. But you could always tell what he was saying just by the way he reacted and like the physical. And R2D2. I would say the, and, say the same thing about R2. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my thing is, is like, with that being said, like, I just think that like physical acting doesn't get its props as much as it should. And like, man, he is knocking it out of the park physical acting wise. Like, yeah. you know, he's not going to get on there and give you this long soliloquy or anything or a monologue like people give me a hard time about. But he's going to sit over there and he's going to be like just stoic and like just the way he looks and stuff like, uh, man, he's just doing such an awesome job. I just wanted to give him his props. But go ahead, Roth. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree more, you know, to be honest, like I'm not very familiar with his work outside of seeing him in the star in Star Wars material. And he just he's perfect, absolutely perfect for the role, you know, and brings so much to the table. And Deegan, going back to your point with the whole you figured the Tuscan Raiders weren't going to make it through the whole series. It's like, right. And I felt rewarded in this episode having gotten all of those flashbacks that some said kind of made episode two drag a little bit because it's like, Oh, that's why he is like he is. It's all like, the past experiences that he's lived through. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, he's great. Absolutely great in this show. And that's what I'm really digging about what Disney plus is doing. You guys were talking about Robert Rodriguez and stuff what I'm digging, what Disney plus is doing with star Wars in general. Now, granted, I've not seen bad batch or, you know, past clone wars or rebels, but with Mandalorian and this, and we're getting the, uh, the Ahsoka series and Obi-Wan and stuff. It's like, you just dive into these little stories. They're their own books. And yep. do they connect to the greater universe? Yes. But just invest in this story. Yep. And I'm totally invested. And yeah, I'm a like casual fan. Well, it's like this. Uh, in Star Wars, Bubba Fett wasn't this big, huge character. He just got, got popular because he had this cool armor and stuff like that. Right. And he didn't really like, do a lot. Yeah, he didn't really do a lot. Yeah. But he's always been like this uh, like weird fan favorite out of nowhere, right? That a lot of people yeah. like uh, love for whatever reason, you know, being like that he's wearing the armor or whatnot. And, and people just like it or like, like the way he looked or whatever. But like he was just set up as this ruthless killer. And like, even as a kid, he was kind of like this kid that was like um, getting to be a ruthless killer. I felt like that these flashbacks have done something, which has told us a story about Bubba Fett was one thing. He, he was in the Sarlat pit going to die. He escapes. And this is the story of why Bubba Fett's trying to now not rule out of fear and be a ruthless killer. He's trying to be like respectful about everything and earn respect because he was taught that by the Tuscan Raiders. Right. They, they ended up he earned their respect. And he and, you know, and he respected them at the same time. So, like, I think that's a big part to play. Like, it's not just, oh, we're wasting time by showing flashbacks. Like, it actually sets up Bubba Fett's character as like, yeah. this is a changed man. It's like in real life, someone's on the on the table, you know, what I'm saying getting surgery, a uh, big chance of them passing away and they don't. And because they get the second chance at life, they're, they're changed. They're, they, they, they treat life differently because they realize how fragile it truly is and everything else. And like, I think that's what Bubba Fett's character is going through right here, yeah. you know, and then he suffers that loss and everything. And then like, he, he's trying to make up for like, he realizes that he was probably a guy that would have showed up at this Tuscan Raider camp and destroyed them all. Okay. At, at one like, point. In the past. Yeah. But now he's this guy that feels bad because like, they got destroyed by someone else. And like, he's trying to probably right some wrongs that he feels like he inflicted before this, 
and everything else. I think that's why he's doing this in a different way, which I think is pretty cool. But talking about the flashback, like I said earlier, dude was a rude awakening. One of my favorite parts of this whole damn thing, baby, was like his tank didn't. You hear his tank open and I'm like, all right, cool. He's going to get up and do something. But hell no. His tank opened a little bit earlier than it should have because Big Daddy Black Chrysanthemum came out there with his big furry paws, grabs him by the neck and starts whooping his ass. I'm saying, look. Yeah, it's a good it, jump it scare. Me and Brandy Chan is scared her. <laughs> I, I did my second watch today with Brandy, and yes, uh, she jumped at that part right there because, like, it, he wasn't really expecting it. He was coming off of this somber note of him, like, looking at his fire paw and kind of reflecting uh, and everything else. And when it came down to it, dude, I'm just telling you, when this starts happening, I start jumping for joy. I did a little fist pump because I love seeing the Wookiees really get into it, really pounding people. I really like Wookiees <laughs> and watching them pound someone. And that's what he did, dude. He was whooping oh, his ass. Oh, do you know? There was a time. There was a time, like, when his group comes in, he, he's getting bear hugged to death, and his group comes in and helps him out for a little bit. Like, the lady that some people think is pretty badass comes in there and stabs the Wookiee in the side and everything with her knife, and they come in to help him out. Well, Bubba Fett, like, I don't know if you even noticed it, but his goffy stick, when he when he got his goffy stick, he hit him in the back. And the goffy stick stuck to his back, was stuck in that Wookiee's back for a good, like, few minutes. And then Bubba Fett had to rip his goffy stick out of that thing's back, out of that Wookiee's back to, like, keep fighting. But there's one part where he, Bubba Fett comes back and that Wookiee smacks him. And he like flies into his like back to chamber again. Yeah, bro. I thought Bubba Fett was dead. I thought the damn credits was about to Dude, roll. I, I was for a second there when he gets like he fucking snaps him. I yeah. thought he was dead at that point. I'm like, what? For a second, and I figure, oh well, there's a. It took me a second. I was like, oh, there's a back to tank right there. You just chuck him right back in. But at the same time, it was like it almost seemed like he snapped him. And then yeah, and then again when he gets tossed back into the like bangs his head off the side of it or whatever just man what a fight scene i mean it really shows the power of the wookies i love it man it was just like the gamorian guards the wookie yeah. dude it's like one of those things where and we saw it every now and then with chewbacca he would smack somebody and they'd go flying or whatever but this guy was full raged up you know what i'm saying like this dude right here was a literal badass because he was sitting here just taking them all out and I, look i'm i'm not gonna lie to you uh when Bubba Fett gets pulled out of that back to chamber, because I never knew if they wore undergarments or not. I thought we was going to see that Bubba Fett butt. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, he gets thrown out of that thing, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's wearing underwear. That was, like, one of my first it's, thoughts. It's but Disney like, Plus, not HBO. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> woo, woo, you know, close yeah. call there. But, like, no, dude, like, uh, that fight scene was just incredible. I love it when he tackled the Gamorrean guards down the stairs and just doesn't care because he's just this big-ass Wookiee that's probably not going to get hurt from falling downstairs like we would. Like, just all that stuff. The different weapons they used in this was really cool. Like, I got really excited during this fight, obviously, as you can tell, because I'm pumped up talking about it right now. But, yeah, it was a great, fun time to be had during this whole fight scene. I'm going to let you guys talk about some of your key moments. But uh, that was just the thing with... Uh, you know, just boom. Just I loved every bit of this. Just the rage, the the evil Wookiee doing evil Wookiee things. I almost got. I thought I was gonna get an arm rip off. That's what I want the Wookiee yeah. to do. I wanted him to rip off an arm, but he didn't technically do that. Uh, but no, nah, it was it was a fun time. Go ahead, man. Y'all y'all talk about what y'all liked about it because I just went off. 
yeah, I mean, this this fight scene was awesome, and there's not a lot more I could say about it. I mean, this this proves the badassery of this uh, Kersantan character, and right. uh, I, I I did uh, uh, yeah, I, I fully expected somebody to either get their arm ripped off or, or to be taken out here. Like especially one of the I thought for sure one of those Gamorians uh, was gonna bite it, but um, uh, literally he does get bitten. Uh, that was pretty brutal. Yep. Uh, and then and then of course. Uh, um, Fennec Shan hitting the Rancor button and, and having him uh, at least be locked in the in the uh, pit for a little bit, but um, you know, with after shooting him in the in the hand, he's still like hanging on to the side of that thing. And um, yeah, this is this was great, really really well choreographed and everything uh, as well. And uh, the, yeah, there was one more thing I had, but I, I just had a brain fart, so I'll let, I'll let Rob go. Yeah. So for me, you know, maybe it's just because I've seen so many movies and so many episodes of television, but I knew about halfway through the fight, I'm like, okay, he's not going to kill any of them and they're not going to kill him. It's going to be some sort of a, you know, stalemate wash sort of thing. And, you know, I'm glad that that happened because I really like this character. We got... 30 seconds of them in the last episode or whatever it was. And we got a little bit more of them in this one. And it's like, I want to know as much as I can about this guy. I, he looks like a badass. He obviously is a badass, you know, and I hope he sticks around because it's great to have another Wookiee, you know, back in, back in star Wars, you know? Well, we've all seen Wookiees being on the good side, like Chewbacca and even some of his family in the sweet holiday special, you right. know, like lumpy and everybody else. Oh. But like, the thing about that is, is like, we never really seen one that was like, Hey, he just doesn't give a yeah. crap. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a big badass. No, right. I'm going to be a gladiator or whatnot. Uh, but there have been a couple, him, there have yeah, been a ahead. couple in like the history of star Wars canon that have had like uh, Knights of the old Republic had an old, yep. uh, had uh Chindar, I think was, was one of them. And there, there's a couple other like, of the more nastier Wookiees. But um, I did also want to quickly point out how great the sound effects were. Uh, sure. That was the thing I forgot. Uh, the, the roar, the Wookiee roar. I yeah. just love that. You know, iconic for uh, Peter Mayhew, uh, the late, great Peter Mayhew. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have those, those great sound effects if it wasn't for him and for, you know, Lucasfilm and everything that they, they do. So uh, that was yeah. the other thing I wanted to put. I just love hearing that. Sound. Yeah. It's like the, the sounds of pain sometimes and, and and just the anger and, and ah, you know i just love that I I well i was gonna do this during the news thing but i actually forgot but like when you brought up black chrysanthemum again and and rob you were talking about how you didn't know a huge amount about him and stuff like you said you don't do comics and books and everything else he's actually was first appeared in um uh, with dr afra because like he's a, a kind of like a bounty hunter former gladiator kind of thing like he went to the gladiator pits wow. and was like beating people up and everything yeah but he he's he's been involved with Darth Vader uh, and everything else through those. He actually worked with so, Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. So the okay. yeah, yeah is so exactly. He's so got history. Big, yeah, they've yeah. got history there. Okay. The the biggest thing, which is really cool, because they're pulling characters out of comics now, which is really yeah. freaking fun. But like, I will recommend to everybody here if you do Audible, there is an audio drama where they take Doctor Doctor Afra's like first stories, like uh, of the things where she's interacting with Darth Vader and everything else, like. Uh, I think it's actually most of the stories are from the Darth Vader comics because that's where she appears first. And uh, but it is like only like five and a half hours. Listen, but it's like an audio drama. It's not just like a normal uh, audio book. There's like all these different people doing all the different characters and voices and stuff. Really super cool. Really super fun. Easy listen. 
Uh, I recommend that to everyone. If you go and do anything, it's the Dr. Afra audiobook on Audible. You can get like so if you're an Audible person, you can get it for free with a credit, whatnot. Highly recommend going and listening to that. I just listened to that. Usually it takes me an okay amount of time to get through a book and stuff. I'll listen to it on my drive back and forth to work and stuff like that. But like this, man, I found myself listening to it like just doing mundane things around the house and stuff like having my earbud in and just going around still listening to the story as I'm like washing clothes or whatever. So that was actually really fun, really super good. I do want to put that out there, <clears throat> but in the story. So we have that happening. They capture the Wookiee. Um, and then we like, whoa, doll, what's up with this mayor and everything else. But even before that, the twins show up unannounced and they pretty much come out and say, bro, we try to kill, we try to kill you. And we're going to apologize for it straightforward. Uh, and we brought you a present, which happens to be a Rancor. Now, we've all seen Rancors before in the original trilogy, obviously, and everything else. And even in some of the cartoon series is, uh, they showed back up. But the thing that was riding on the Rancor little, I guess, mobile device, whatever you want to call it, um, freighter or whatever, the, the person that was standing there, because this was a big shock to me, and it brought this huge smile to my face because I love this guy, dude. Machete, Danny Trejo, is now part of the Star Wars franchise, and I never would have thought it would ever happen. And it's not in a spot you would normally pick Danny Trejo. He's always playing the, the bad guy Latino somewhere in some movie somewhere. If you needed like a Latino that was going to be a hard ass, you get Danny Trejo. Nah, man, he's actually kind of this cool like Rancor trainer. Like, he's just, like, just chill. Like, he's not – and now maybe we find out because technically he's going to be part of Bubba Fett's team. He goes out there and does some, you know, badassery things during, like, the other episodes whenever they have the fight with the Pikes and helps out. But, like, uh, I just found it pretty interesting that Danny Trejo was picked to be this. I was afraid. And 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 I'm going to bring up – because, like, we have our Patreon and, like, uh, Brendan Marr, one of our uh, favorite people, uh, FCL Star Wars champ, uh, he commented on our uh, Patreon. I'm just going to be able to read it. Uh, Brendan Marr says, I absolutely love the addition of Ch Danny Trejo into this universe. At first, I wondered if he would uh, stand out, but I think he fit in Star Wars quite perfectly. Love that he was uh, the one to bring us more sympathy for the Rancor. What did you think about his appearance? And like like him, if, you, if I would have known Danny Trejo was going to be part of this, I'd have been like, oh my God, I don't know if this will work. Because like, it is what it is. It's Star Wars. I'm not used to seeing people like this show up. Dude, he shows up, and he. I, I just thought he was perfect for Star Wars. I agree with Brendan 100%. I have no problems with Danny Trejo. I think he did fabulous and awesome like he does in a lot of things. And I just love the guy to death, man. And, like, I didn't see him and go, oh, I'm pulled out of the story. Like, it, it just seemed like he fit. Like, it just seems like yeah. Danny Trejo could be a Rancor trainer. Yeah. And I love that. But then – this is also where we find out that the pikes that Bubba Fett had dealings with in his uh, dream sequence is actually uh, promised to have the control of this area. And the, the huts are like, yo, bro, I'm out. I'm going back to Hutta. We don't give a crap about this. We don't want to do no war. I love that. Bad for business. War, bad for business. War, for bad for business. He, they're getting out of there and they're, they're advising him to leave too. So we get in the dangers of the pikes and like, Hey, the huts don't run away from very many things. And so if they're running away, uh, yeah, you might want to consider your options here, but uh, Bubba Fett and them seems like they're going to stand their guard and fight. But like in this sequence, just love that kind of stuff, man. What did y'all think about this little section right here? 
Yeah, it was great. Uh, again, I had Danny Trejo's cameo spoiled for me, but not really because it's Robert Rodriguez. So you kind of, you know, ex- half expect him to show up in any Robert Rodriguez property. But uh, yeah, it was it was really great. As I kind of mentioned earlier, this isn't the first time in Star Wars that we've had this idea of Rancors actually being peaceful. Uh, we had a bit of that in um, Bad Batch uh, when the team had to go rescue a, a baby Rancor that was like just tearing through this facility and then they, they kind of tame it and uh, it ends up being sent to Jabba the Hutt. Um, but yeah, this, this was, uh, this was great. And just the, the connection again, Tamar Morrison with his performance uh, and, and connecting with the Rancor a little bit, that whole scene of, of where he's he, him and Danny Trejo are, are sort of talking about, about it and everything um, that, that was really great. And just having sympathy for this, this animal that's been perceived as a you know, big scary monster uh, throughout a lot of Star Wars. Uh, as I said, I think it's you know, a few other properties or a few other stories in Star Wars have, have talked about Rancors. But I, um, I will this, say this, Dagan, because you brought that up. I, yeah. So they they tried to change our minds about the Tuscan Raiders not being complete douchebags. <laughs> They're doing it now with the Rancors. All right, now you only have Uh-oh. so many times you can do that. Okay, because so I'm getting. I we can't What's keep next? just taking. Yeah. yeah, we can't keep <laughs> taking these characters that are supposed to be bad, you know, right. that we don't like, and turning them into sympathetic. Like, so like Disney does with all their villains now. But so like yeah. we we got we got to stop that, guys. Like like we're we're hit our limit for this series. Yeah, on trying to change things, our minds about stuff. Yeah. So like, but I I will say it it is does give you a little bit more perspective on the the original Rancor trainer in Return of the Jedi being so sad. When the Rancor dies, you always wonder, like, I mean, you kind of feel a little bit bad for him, maybe, but you just feel like he's some scumbag that's working for Jabba. Uh, but you really like that. We get so sad. He's, like, crying and everything. Uh, you really understand. You're like, oh, okay, this, this, these creatures do form a bond with their with the first yes. person that they see. So that that's a cool concept. Listen, baby, it's hashtag Rancors are the pit bulls of Star Wars, man. <laughs> the pit bulls. Because my mom has yeah. this, like... It's, yeah, even, you're right. it's not even it's like a different kind of pit bull like it's even bigger than normal they call him his name's zeus like for real because like the three things huge it's like and it's like that dog bull. is like the coolest <laughs> dog sits in your lap laps it up everything but if you walk in that house and it doesn't you know he doesn't think you're supposed to be there bad dog coming out son like you better hope they have him up in his like uh his crate or something like that when you first walk in if they don't know you because like it's it's gonna be scary. Like he hasn't attacked anybody or anything, but he you can tell like you want to back up out of the uh, uh Jake Yagavetta actually saw that dog like uh in person and like at first the dog's like sitting there looking at him and, and Jake's like, Hey, how you doing? And then like it was in its kennel and like it got its paws up on the door thing. It was like and Jake was like, all right, cool, whatever. Now I'm gone. Let's go get on our plane and go to uh LA. But uh nah man. But like, yeah, they they are like the pit bulls of uh Star Wars, man, because like pet bulls are these animals that people love. And if pet bulls are close to the they're really super close to their family, but they're really protective. So like they're they're gonna and, and they're you know, they're made or they were bred that way for fighting and stuff, which is sad. But like same thing a rancor is they're like bred to like fight to be fighters and everything else, and like that's what they are, but like it, they do have that kind of thing where it's like super loyal and loving to their owners, but go ahead, Rob. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, going off of your guys's points, that is, you know, 
Disney owns Star Wars. That is an issue that it's kind of been going around for a while is that they want to kind of go back and well you know tuscan raider well they weren't so bad you know okay well that's fine but to your point you can't do it with every single character um all that being said i'm a little surprised the huts are leaving you know because they seem to be basically in the last episode saying hey this is our turf you know we're, we're we'll let you be but we're going to come back. This, this is our turf. And how easy they were just, we're out. You know, we think you should leave too. I don't know if they were bought off or paid off or what exactly, but there's definitely something going on. And with Danny Trejo's character, this, this, uh, you know, in our, in our world, what would be like a horse wrangler or something. Um, we don't know about him yet. Who's, you know, I'm hoping we get a little more characterization out of him. Maybe we find out he was a warrior in the past, which would definitely be something Dan, a Danny Trejo character would be. And, you know, gave it up for the life of, you know, the peaceful life of Rink or Rink. What if he's just Machete in the Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. I heard that theory. Like, That's hilarious. Like, like, like he after just. The events, after the events of Machete kills in space, he somehow ends up on Tatooine. Like, like let's just envision <laughs> because, like, you know, the, one of the funny parts in this episode was Fett kind of saying, like, I want to ride him. Like, I've written things bigger than him. Like, I want to ride him. And Dane Trey was like, what? You what? Okay. Uh, all right, well, we'll we'll start it. <laughs> we'll start yeah. training. But like, as, as the soon thing as they did it, that, I'm like, Boba Fett's riding this fucking Rancor at the, in the season right. finale. But, like that's gonna but, happen. That's gonna be a oh, big yeah. money but shot. What if one of the movie. pikes? What if one of the pikes shoot at the Rancor? Right, like so they have the Rancor there uh, to uh, have like basically like get into a confrontation. He's probably gonna be in the battle at some point or something like that because they have him. But <laughs> good question. Good question. I'm trying my best. He's trying his best. But like, this is the thing though. Like, I can see the Rancor getting like shot, you know, on the shoulder or something like that, and like uh, Trejo sees it and yeah. just gets like, you just see a little thing where it's like a slow motion shot of him looking and like just being like super pissed, and he just goes walking through a crowd of pikes and just takes them out. Like, I could see that happening probably in like episode five or six or something like that. But uh, but yeah, man, like uh, that was a cool like uh, series, and then they go to try to meet the mayor, his old. Uh, wussy ass done left town. That okay. little I don't I don't even know like what that guy's uh gosh what what's was his name? Like, Who's the orange the, guy? The Twilight, the... yeah. The, the Twilight is uh that's I his, can't uh, stand him. Oh, like, he's so dude, annoying. Yeah, he really that, is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. He's in the talking. wrong show. Like Christian Harloff was talking about it on, on his. I'm trying to like, think the name. He's in the wrong show. He's supposed to like Veep or something, right? Yeah, like, like they, well, this guy, I can't remember what you would like call him. Like, uh, there's a word for it, but like, anyway, Maitre D or something. Yeah, Maitre D. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. of like the mayor, and like he tries to skip out. This is when the biker gang that uh, Bubba Fett, the watermongers that Bubba Fett recruited earlier in the show, uh, they do their job and chase down uh, this character with yeah, their the super cyberpunk colorful, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like with their super colorful, colorful speeder bikes. Uh, and everything else, and uh, I thought this was like a fun thing in the show. I don't think this was like the greatest chase scene ever or anything. It had a couple of cool moments and funny moments. Like the best part about this chase was like they obviously wanted a little old school nostalgia with C three PO, where they had like a obviously a protocol droid going across that sort of sounded like C three PO. Was like oh my gosh, and it was trying to get out of the way and almost oh gets it. Yeah, and then 
they had the uh, Biffs over there riding in their little carriage thing, and that one thing tries to speed across the uh, the they, they, lane there and gets hit in the back end. And so, like, there they, was some didn't fun. They they funny needed a, uh, didn't they say they needed a protocol droid earlier? Like, why did they just pick up this guy? Yeah, I mean, technically they could have, but like, here was the thing though. <laughs> I thought this was more funny, like, and had like that kind of fun reaction to it. It wasn't like the most super serious chase ever and all that. So, but I did like some of the moments in it. Uh, yeah, it was great. Overall, I liked this part of it. Uh, it wasn't as badass as uh, the fight scene that we had gotten earlier, but it was still right. pretty cool. Like, so what did y'all think about uh, any of this part right here? Uh, well, I quickly want to pull up this funny comment uh, from Next Issue Podcast. Says, I like the Power Rangers in space. I'm glad Boba Fett is hiring young millennials and Gen Zers to stimulate the economy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like literally he's helping out. Look, if this was like, if we were looking at this in real world terms, like uh, Bubba Fett might become, might could become mayor, like of the yeah. next election process because yeah. Bubba Fett's out there creating jobs. He's creating oh, think, jobs and helping out. I think that's community. happening. I, I yeah, think this exactly. guy is going to be the the leader of, of like this region, at least of Tatooine. By of the end Mas of the Espa. Mas Espa, yeah, Mas Espa. We're going to have the mayor of Mas Espa happening. It's probably going to take place. Mayor of Mas Espa. Yeah. That's what? it. That'd probably be the second season instead of the book of Boba Fett. It's uh, Mayor Boba Fett. Mayor Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. We get mayor. But Boba nah, Fett, man, mayor like, of Mos Espa. Yeah. Look, we can all say whatever. There's going to be jokes about these color of the bikes. And I'm, I can't get on another like thing about that, but it That's is fine. what it is. Like I, I thought it was fine. And Rob, fine. Yeah. Rob thought it was amazing. Rob loved the uh, super colorful bikes. Yeah, it was great. And to me, this chase scene was just like, it was fine. It was whatever. It's like, all right, maybe this is maybe for an audience younger than me. I don't know. But, you know, the it, it landed because we got the dialogue at the end saying that the mayor is off with the pikes. You mm -hmm. know, so ultimately it's like, OK, we got from A to B. That's the information that us as viewers needed to get. And now we've set up the next episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, Ferris, I, I made a joke about Boba Gump Shrimp earlier. Hey, listen. Uh, everyone <laughs> from Alabama. Everyone, everyone east of the Mississippi and below the Mason Dixon line, it is Bubba Fett. Okay. <laughs> we all say Bubba Fett. Like, okay. Like, listen, man, it's my region of the country that I live in. And there are some things that you can get on my region of the country that I live in about sometimes pretty hardcore. But like, yeah, listen. Listen, man, is Bo didn't have no other. It was his B.O., son. And don't you ever disrespect Bo Jackson, one of the greatest people that ever lived, one of the greatest athletes that ever lived, period, man. I mean, it was shut. All right, least, Ferris. Ferris, hey, Ferris, hey, Ferris maybe go off the rails there, but I'm not going to let ban Ferris here soon. I'm not even going uh, to let it happen. Justin, at least you didn't call him Boba Fett. So I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that a couple times. No, it's not Boba Fett either. But uh, it is, it is in fact, Boba Fett. Well, listen, but, uh, man, yeah. in my so part of the people, country, there's a lot more Bubba's exactly. that live here than like, <laughs> sure. like yeah. they live in California. So you're, you're not going to have that straight reaction to go there. I've been calling him that since I was like 10 years old, man. Like, it's not going to change. It's fair, man. Uh, it, it, it's great. No, but <laughs> I will quickly say about the, through the end of this episode, this chase scene, is that uh, it, it, sometimes they do stuff that's a little bit reminiscent of the prequels or kind of remind me of, of something in the prequels, but... Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's there's some stuff in the prequels that I think is really fun, uh, like Tack the Clones. There's that chase through, um, you know, the city. I, I really think that's a, a lot of fun, despite that movie being kind of a mess. 
But, uh, you know, this was, I think, one of those kind of scenes for me where it definitely felt very Star Wars, but definitely felt like something you might see a little bit more uh, in that those kind of prequels. But uh, a lot of what the Clone Wars, a lot of what the Clone Wars did really well you know, as well is they took the, the, the more fun elements of the prequels and that's brought a great that point. a little bit. Great point, Dagan. But you know what? Kind of like you think about the colors and stuff used in this. I think about the prequel movies and I think about when they go in there and they talk to they go into the cantina there and they talk to the Death Sticks guy. Like it had all those like flashy lights well, and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they had a lot of flashy lights in that scene and stuff. And it was way more colorful than what we got in most Osley. Because like I said, it's a goddamn different planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, of, well, it's listen, not a different people. Planet, but it, yeah, listen, people. Like, they the bought their though, bikes. They bought their guess, bikes guess, on the Hollow Net, like yeah. from their version of Amazon. And like, right. yo, bro, they saw the bright colors and was like, they probably fascinated them. It was probably like, bro, are you sick and tired of just walking around seeing these drab earth tones? And then they go to the little Hollow Net website thing. They're going to purchase their bikes, and they're like, oh, boy, did you see that? That'd be popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's buy them. And then, like, nobody wants to be the same, so they had to get different colors. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rob's already claimed red. He's already purchased it, so I can't get red. I got to get blue. And then another dude was like, I got to get yellow. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what happened. That's what is happening in my head cannon and stuff and like Justin, that. I will also congratulate you and Bedore for uh, cornering the market on the color red uh, with this show. Uh, and I wore my... But my red uh, in honor of that. It's, it's, it's very nice. I like it. Yeah, man. It's I'm always wearing side. red. <laughs> dark side in the Sith, baby. But lot, all right. So basically, this is pretty much end of the episode because right after this, we end up getting the scene uh, where we see the Pikes getting off the big Starliner and uh, Bubba Fett and Finnick Sean finding out about it and stuff like that. And they say there's about twelve of them that get off there, which is correct. And then uh, she says something about they're going to go to war and. Boba, Boba Fett says we'll be ready. And what I think the rest of this, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler because I don't know anything. Truthfully, I really don't. I just think the rest of this thing is going to be we got the Pike showing up. We're going to get an episode of Bub Boba Fett. See, I'm trying to train myself. Boba <laughs> Fett, like trying to like get his team and assemble his team together. I think he's already got some of his team together. Uh, you know, he's got Machete now. He's got the Gamarian Guards. He's got the Watermonger Gang. And then I think he's going to add Black Chrysanthemum to his side. They've already worked together before, like we talked about in the comics and stuff like that. They they do have interactions. Like, he, he knew who Black Chrysanthemum was. Like, he he know that whenever he saw him across there. A lot of fans like Rob and everybody else is more casual, did not know who he was and probably had to look it up or whatever or watch a show like speaking, this to find out about it. Speaking but, of which... Uh, I was saying this to my buddy. We were watching this too. That scar that you see there, there's a good shot of it uh, with Black Kersanen, uh where it's a little bit more brighter with the scene with the huts. That yeah. scar is from one uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, there's a great Ooh. comic uh, with that. So I'm glad that they kept that. And they made that canon. That that's that that scar yeah. that he has, and that that was clearly Obi Wan. So I love that some of the comics and stuff that are. Playing in because I, I remember coming it. together. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, but, I love that they're plucking from some of this. So I think because that was the goal from the beginning is that when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, that they were going to have all these books and tie-ins and everything. And 
they never it didn't really ever feel that way with like. But it's gonna take time, Dave, and that's one of the things. Yeah, I have and now I think that. like, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Like now we're starting you're, to get some. You're of that, getting right? it, but get it took years to set it up, but you're getting it right. Like you can't yeah. say that on the first. Like I never understood that coming out of people's mouths within the first couple of years because you have to get the comics going, you have to get the books going, you have to get the movies and shows going, and then slowly but surely you can start making all these tie-ins. But you have to get it started first. And it takes time to do that. Yeah, like you're build, starting build from scratch when it comes yeah. to that. Exactly. Like you have to build up these characters. Exactly. Like now we've had comic books going for a while. Now yeah. they're seeing, you know, characters that people may like, like this black Kersantan character, this different style Wookiee. And like now they're putting him in live action, which is super awesome. Yeah. Like and they're so, bringing in some of the rebels characters and putting them. Yeah, in exactly. So like, yeah. So pretty excited about the stuff they might be doing down the road. But one thing we will, the last thing we'll do when we get out of here is like I was talking about is like Bubba Fett building his teams. I think Black Chrysanthemum is going to join him in this, like because of the respect, mutual respect kind of thing that we saw happen in this episode. I think he's going to show up in one of the next episodes and join Bubba Fett's team against the Pikes. I don't, and that. So, like, but who else is Bubba? Because I think he's going to need more than that to take out the Pikes. So, who else does he recruit? Does he call in a favor from a friend, the Mandalorian? Does he get him Does uh, to come and help? Does he even get, like, Bo-Katan and that little small group of, like, Mandalorians to come, like, help out? Even though they didn't see eye to eye at first, they actually got respect for each other by the time it was over with. Uh, does, like, he get some of these old-school, like, uh, bounty hunters, like, say, Dengar, does Dengar get involved in this fight? Does uh, Boss get involved in this fight? We see IG-88 possibly. Uh, and I always forget his name, but I know his species is, is, is a Gond. It was like an insexual kind of like face and stuff like that. Uh, was another bounty hunter in Empire Strikes Back. Like, do we see any of these guys like coming and get involved and like help out Bubba Fett or maybe even on the opposite side? So like, what is y'all's like, uh, speculation as far as like, and this would be a little tougher question for Rob, but like, Dagan, do you, Dagan, uh, do you have any thoughts on that, man? Like, because I definitely think this is just going to be the pikes or the big bads. There's going to be a big war scene or battle scene, I should say. It's not going to be enough to have a war, but a big battle scene that's going to happen, uh, with a team up, some Bubba Fett and friends versus the pikes. And so, like, yeah, do you have any more speculation about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a possibility that you could see some of those uh, characters from, you know, like Mandalorian or whatnot show up. Uh, I think that that the fact that all these series are feeling starting to feel a little bit more connected is is a good indication of that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not like I, I don't think that they're totally necessary. I think we have set up enough characters already that we can sort of build Boba's team around. But you know, there I think there might be room for a little bit more, uh, and. It, yeah, somebody like a Bo-Katan or somebody would be cool to see. And in terms of, like, the story itself, yeah, I, I, I deal you here. Dr. Afra, that would be a really cool Man, that'd be, oh, here. my God. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh, my awesome. God. But, um, she shows it, up. She shows up. I'm going to be ready. I would love it. Uh, I love Dr. Afra, man. She's, like, one of my favorite, like, new characters that, like – the, she is literally one of the big reasons why I like the fact and don't hate on Star, uh, Star Wars being owned by Disney because you know what? Disney took over and created a character like Dr. Aphra that I I love Dr. Aphra's character. She's like one of my favorite, period, in Star Wars. 
out of all Star Wars, she's one of my favorites. Not my favorite, but one of my favorites. And it's came because of this. So, like, yeah, dude, Dr. Aphra shows up. I might, I don't know what the hell I'll do. I might accidentally karate kick my screen, you know, my my uh, <laughs> my monitor off the desk or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but in terms of, like, what I, where I think maybe the, the overall story is going, uh, I, I, I like that idea that there, we're building this kind of, like, war with the pikes because I do feel like they were setting that up a little bit. And that's, it's not going to be like a, a grand scale scale war of like the empire versus the rebellion. It's very more like grounded. Contained. And I love that about the show that that's kind of sort of, it's all very much like on Tatooine and, and Boba having to deal with some. Does Mos Espa, the town they're in survive? Like I, like Boba, it's going like, to take like, some damage. I feel like, like it'll, is trying to, it'll, it'll yeah, be all right. Yeah. That's trying to take control of this area, but like it may not even be an area to control after the battle's over with. But what do you think, yeah. Rob? Like going out of going so out? you know, I, this is just some some thoughts, I guess. You know, obviously, I'm excited about this. I mean, that would be great to get some of these characters we've met in the Disney Disney Plus series thus far to pop up. That would be cool. I don't feel we need them per se if they weren't to show up. To me, maybe over the next episode or two we get some of these shorter segmented flashbacks kind of filling in some blanks with the story of Boba. There may be other people that he came across in his journeys that he, you know, thinks to call upon. And, you know, so if they can set that up, maybe in episode four, episode five, for them then to show up in episode six for the battle or like a surprise show up, you know, cause they're like down on their luck. They're short, you know, people or whatever. Yeah. That'd be you great. Know, Here comes Bo-Katan like and Dan. Or, yeah, that'd be cool. I just, I love the storytelling of these shows and they do such a good job and it kind of comes from like the way like great films are written or, you know, whatever have you. And so to me, it's like, okay, that would be something that would make sense in this story. It might not be correct, but that would be my prediction. We meet, yeah. maybe we meet <clears throat> some other characters. It has been uh, factually stated and announced that Dave Filoni, uh, actually wrote episode six yes if and we are if we are getting cad yeah. bane live action it will happen episode six mark yes. it down okay he's showing up that makes if, sense if similar to what we all. had when we had that announcement for, with the last season of mandalorian too where like episode five i think is directed by dave filoni and everybody went ahsoka like, yeah it's, it's gotta be ahsoka it's, it's so, ahsoka episode. yeah, yeah so if they do happens. something similar here like oh yeah i'm, I'm all for it after hearing that i'm like that makes the most amount of sense that uh, the six episodes is going to be crazy. Like that, those are the reports that I've been reading recently is that the last two episodes of this show are just going to be balls to the wall insanity. I am fucking here. For yeah. I, I heard you. And like, okay. So a couple things. things, uh, one of them is like, uh, look, if you're in the Patreon, Hey, use the Patreon. So like if we announce a show or something and maybe you can't be there or, or maybe if you, even if you are, uh, drop us a line like Brennan did today. Like he actually commented on our post uh, about the show we were doing today, and he he left that comment that I read out loud earlier uh, about like Danny Trejo being part of Star Wars now. So like if we announce shows, y'all can actually use that to communicate with us, and a lot of times we'll use that. So like if you are part of the Patreon, utilize that tool. Uh, I don't think that's something we haven't talked about, and I really haven't thought about until now. Uh, props to Brennan for actually doing that today, and like us having the thing. Like so, if you see us pop up a show whether it's the sports show, Star Wars, Schmodown, any of that stuff, and you want uh, like a comment or something, like jump j- jump on. If you're not part of the Patreon, 
it's a uh, a dollar up to fifteen dollar uh, levels. We got different things we do like watch alongs and everything else. A uh, dollar gets you into the Discord, which can be really fun because uh, we we we've been having some Discord parties in there, basically like ten or eleven people <laughs> get, in there, getting wacky like, and talking wild and having there. fun. You have a boring day, or you're sick, or got COVID or something. It's great to just jump in there, hang out with some friends and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that's all it takes. But please uh, subscribe, man. That's one of the biggest things y'all can do to help us out right now. Subscribe to the channel. And as we get out of there, uh, Dagan, uh, what are y'all going to do on any given Schmo Day coming up? Well, any given Schmo Day this week, uh, we have a very fun episode. We got uh, myself and Josh uh, and Corey, obviously, we're going to be talking about the history of the champions in the Schmodown. So We'll start with the, the ones that have had like the least amount of title reigns, um, but are have still won a belt or had a run as champion. And we'll kind of be working our way up towards uh, the top, like your Dan Merles, your Mike Kalinowski's, your Rachel Cushing's, uh, you know, players that have, have won six, seven titles, defended many, many times kind of thing. And just sort of comparing statistics and, and seeing where everybody's sort of um, like what their accomplishments are. So it's, Definitely nice. a show to sort of praise the champions and sort of like show. a legacy series. Yeah, it's, it's a bit a bit like that. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, that's th coming up this Sunday uh, at five thirty Eastern. So that's two thirty Pacific, five thirty Eastern. Over on our Twitch channel, we do a lot of stuff on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/lgrnetwork. Um, but Justin, that those, that's fun and all, and and Dropkicks is going to be fun on Saturday too. We're going to be talking about some fantasy booking our own uh, drafts with mm -hmm. free agents that are currently out there. Cause WWE releases like a hundred people daily now that there's so many free agent talent. So we're going to be doing a little game of just like making our own rosters, which is going to be a lot I got of fun. You. But before that coming up on Friday, mm -hmm. why don't you let everybody know what we got? Oh yeah, out? man. 100th episode uh, coming out. So if you're watching this or whatever, uh, this coming up Friday, uh, our main show, the crackdown. There we have reached 100 episodes coming up Friday, so Woo! we're having all – that thing says feature investor, uh, special guest. The reason why we don't have them named is because, like, we probably couldn't fit them on that poster. There's so many people coming in and getting <laughs> yeah. involved. It's, it's going to be uh, – Avengers, guys. It's listen, like, man, it's going to be off the rails Avengers. all in a great way. It's going to be like a celebration no of this – Yeah, celebration of that show. Uh, um uh, All the all the members of the team is going to be involved. We're going to be tagging in and out. Uh uh, we are going to do our after hangout Patreon Zoom afterwards and stuff like that after the thing. It's going to be a yeah. big, huge uh, ordeal. We're starting earlier than normal because we know it's going to last a long time. Uh, anytime you have like people like Kaiser and stuff show up on a show, it's going to probably <laughs> last longer than you even intended most of the time. Four hours later. yeah. But yeah, it's going to be great, man. I hope y'all are there involved in the chat and stuff. It's going to be fun. And uh, we're yeah, just there, I man. We're gonna be, yeah, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. It's not going to be super schmodown heavy. Uh, because like there's not a lot of news going on with the Schmodown and we're in the off season right now, but we're going to get all these great competitors and stuff that we've had on the show before and everything and yeah. get to really talk to them more in a fun way and not like in a serious Schmodown way and stuff. So it'll be, it's pretty exciting, but, uh, yeah, Rob, man, the, you do a biggest, couple of, it, it's going to be huge. I can't, yeah, <laughs> but Rob, you do a couple of, uh, shows on your own. Uh, want to go ahead. What's your next thing coming up? What's the next do, thing coming uh, up on the Rob Fishback channel? Characters of Culture Season 2, Episode 1 starts tomorrow night. Me and Lego nice. will be talking about our favorite and maybe least favorite remakes and reboots over the years. 
Uh, but yeah, we got that. You can go over to my channel, Rob Fishbeck on YouTube. We've got six programs. We'll be having some more programs adding to the lineup this year. I'm really excited about it. it but uh, congratulations on 100 episodes. Like, you guys, this is great. Fantastic. Yeah, appreciate it, Rob. And I'm going to tell you right now, if uh, one of you guys, or maybe Lego would, but Fright Night, the rebooted Fright Night, I thought was a very, very good reboot. Like uh, that should be on one of y'all's list and talked about that. And it's not talked about enough. I'm sure Lego will bring it up. I don't know as much about horror as, as some of you guys do. But, but yeah, that's a, that is a great reboot, uh, great movie and stuff like that uh, all on its own. But thank you guys, everybody that hung out the whole time and everything. Uh, until Thanks, next everybody. time, guys. Until next time, peace. As soon as I find like the credits. <laughs>